Storm caught up, face with hard luck. Face to face, face to face with hard luck. Card shots, Steve Smurdy was with hard luck. Pips and card shots, Steve Smurdy was with hard luck. Storm caught up, face with hard luck. Face to face, face to face with hard luck. Card shots, Steve Smurdy was with hard luck. Pips and card shots, Steve Smurdy was with hard luck. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. Yes, listeners, welcome to the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show. Coming at you direct from the virus bunker, Southern California, this afternoon. My co-host, is Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, elegant barbarian, Southern Californian. And you know what? I'm showing up savage again. Yeah. Look out. We're coming. What? Sure, paint to the sunrise, yeah. get braided up as my paint dries. The blood yep. falls from the red sky. My lady singing that war cry. We'll break yeah. them up like mannequins. Come on. Look in the eyes, they panicking. Come on. Draped yeah. up in a bear hide, we ain't Indians, we savages. So believe me, check my status. Yeah. Yeah. My canvas, and it might not take us platinum, but mm. that hand drum is my anthem. Mm. We go bang, bang. On the eight ways, you know we coming when you feel the bass. No man. Never no soul to sell. We were red when we broke through the gates of hell. Savages. Savages. Native to the land you've inhabited Home of the Braves and the Home of the Braves Yeah Son of a bitch Just remember it was all Indian land Just remember that It was all Indian land Just remember Son of a bitch Son of a bitch My so, dad used to always say Son of a bitch <laughs> his favorite fucking How would he say it? How would you say Son of a bitch Son of a son bi- of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Say that shit. every five minutes I'll be coming out of it. Son of a bitch. Yep. Yeah, my, I don't think my dad didn't. My dad would bite his tongue. That was his thing. Yeah, you told me that. It's weird. It's kind of a. I mean, I don't want bite I, your tongue. Yeah, it's a little bit of a like a kind of. A, I don't want to say it in a negative way, but it's kind of like a slow adult or retarded thing. Kind of right, like biting yeah. your tongue. Like when he would get mad, he. Went, <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of childish. It's weird, yeah. but when you saw it happen, it was. It wasn't. Yeah. It was like kind of like, well, he just he's going mental. Oh, the old man's kinda, going mental. It's been kind of scary. Run for cover. The old man's going mental. He's biting it's his going tongue. Going postal. Oh shit! Here we go. Uh, he goes. You'd say in your head, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> so, uh, so what's going on with you, man? What are the headlines in Steve's world for real? I mean, what's you know? Here we are, three weeks into uh, lockdown. You know what? To be honest with you, I am. Yeah. I hate to say it, man. Like, but I'm just gonna say it. I'm built for this shit, man. Yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to say I know anything about this virus. Let me be clear. Right. I don't. And I too have been cocky about it, you know. We all have. Okay. Every remember we like early on, you and I were laughing about like, eh, they're gonna get rid of the week, you know, and like people need to make way for the fucking blah 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 blah. That was like two days into it, we were kind of joking around and laughing, acting tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as uh, them taking away these different things, these are these are incon these are inc- little inconveniences, but. 
And I know that our economy is definitely taking a fucking massive hit and things are going to be, if everything ended tomorrow, things are going to be different. Yeah, but I mean, you know what? Uh, Because they're they're saying, they're predicting that by the time this thing is over, it's going to be like 32% unemployment. Mm -hmm. Okay, 32% unemployment. That's more than the Great Depression. So 1929, you have the Depression and I think... It was like 25% mm-hmm. unemployment, even though they didn't keep early records, but somewhere around there. And that's when Franklin Roosevelt comes in and puts together the New Deal, right? And Social Security and uninsured uh, unemployment insurance and all that stuff actually started from the Depression. From the Depression. And the reason why, and, th- and this is true. <clears throat> At that time, Wall Street wasn't as regulated. You had all these like monopolies and all those other weird deals going down, and uh, an unregulated market uh, gone haywire uh, resulted in the stock market crash. A bunch of bullshit, you know, a bunch of bubbles and shit popped, and so now all these people are out of work, and all that's left is the government. And that's when Franklin Roosevelt comes in and it's like, okay, we need to put Americans back to work. We need to start putting some regulations on business in order to kind of like stabilize everything a little bit because uh, not everyone's going to be the owner of a monopoly. But, too, though, when you think of the Depression in the 30s and what the average Joe was faced with, wouldn't you agree with me that this that would look very different than today well <clears throat> yes and no yes and no in the sense that well what do you mean look very different i mean like bread lines downtown i mean yes and no so there so the lines how do i say this they're pantry lines right now like you were not thinking about when you think about that when you think about the depression you think about bread lines, but when you think about the amount of people soup kitchens, okay, and when you think about the amount of people that go to pantries right now free pantries where they're handing out the donated food, mm-hmm. those things there are lines there are lines right now and the free food isn't getting to those places because of the infrastructure hasn't you know been totally set up by the way let's give a big shout out to truck drivers mm-hmm. right shout out to cashiers mm-hmm. i mean cashiers are out there fucking ringing up shit from god knows who yeah, coming into the con- food industry right delivery all that stuff want to give a big <coughs> shout out to those guys mm-hmm. and gals because uh they're the they're the essential systems you know like when the star Trek is when the spaceship on star Trek is like on impulse power meaning like it can't fully function and it's got to just only the and most important things are functioning that's kind of where we're at so no i don't think it's i think it i might be worse in certain ways like that's what i was saying we're on the front end of what how the the virus and the collapse of the economy we're at the front end of it still we're not even we're not even midpoint of what it's going to do when i say jobless claims really think about this for a second if jobless claims hit 30 mm-hmm. percent like there was already 10 million uh people filing for unemployment think about the 
Think about the government and, and the tax system and, and the coffers and the treasury. We were already in deficits when, when they cut the taxes for corporations and they cut the right. tax. Okay. So we're, we're, we're rolling like that. And then this thing hits and businesses shut down. And they start putting people out of work. And all of those people are filing for unemployment. So 10 million last month. And that's like the beginning. That's not counting what's going on now. There's, right. Okay. So think about the, the toll that's going to take on the public system. And then, I, you know, it even goes on further because let's say the thing were to wrap up in a month from now. Right. Even the companies that have survived the two months, a good percentage of those companies will not be able to restructure quick enough to the new economy. Right. And they'll be out too. Right. And there might even be a change in consumer habits because like once you've been without something for a long time. Yes. Right. Yes. You're yes. going to start to think like, you know what? And that's more of what you were talking about. Right. Yeah. Right. And the truth is, is I'm actually I, I, I actually ended my gym membership. Hmm. I ended it. I, I was like, you know what? I did 500 push ups, 250 sit ups uh, and ran two hours in the morning. And I'm in an excellent shape. And I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't, I'll take the money that I'm spending on the gym and I'll slowly buy my gym piece by piece. Well, I think that's great. I was always, when I was making money, I had my own gym at my house. Right. I loved having it. The other thing, let me ask you something. There's that question, and you know what? I always sometimes lean on you to help me put things into word form because it's in my head and I can't quite scale it out. Okay. Okay. And here's my question. If I were to ask the average Joe, well, let me start with this. I find it extreme, an extreme coincidence. Go ahead. That we're having a worldwide pandemic with the coronavirus. Okay. At the very exact same time as our column, our economy's falling out from under. Okay. Okay. What, now, okay. Well, let's just start right there. Mm-hmm. Let's just hold it right there. Yeah. So <clears throat> the way you're framing that, right? You're saying like, well, our economy is collapsing at the same time as the virus is hitting. Yes. Okay. However, the virus is playing a part in the economy collapsing. Correct. So it's not necessarily a coincidence, meaning these are not two unrelated items. They are slightly related. They are. Right. But the first thing somebody wants to say as soon as I say that is Go they want to say, what do they want to say? They want to say, I don't know. What do you tell me? They want to say, yeah, the economy is collapsing because of the coronavirus. Right. Which, what does that mean? It means that all these jobs and the falling of of everything financially in this country is due to the coronavirus, which I don't buy. Why? Why don't you buy that? Because it was falling apart prior to this coronavirus. That's that's If you're really paying attention, shit was horrible. Gas prices dropped like 40% before this coronavirus hit. Nobody's paying attention to that. No, they are actually, they are. And it's true what you're saying. You're not, that what you're saying is not without merit, is absolutely correct. So gas prices were dropping because of what Russia and Saudi Arabia were doing, okay? Uh, Russia started flooding the market 
and they were battling and doing a price fight with Saudi Arabia before the coronavirus. Because they wanted to take up all the customers. Not only that, but they were also trying to put American shale business out as well, trying to trying to drive up, uh, trying to put them out of business as well by driving down the prices. By driving down the prices. Correct. Okay. So so that was happening, and everybody says. Uh, not everybody, but a lot of economists say, like, even without coronavirus, the economy was still in trouble. And we kind of had a sense of that because the president kept trying to, like, say, hey, look, great, no jobless claims are down. People got jobs, but, like, none of the jobs are paying anything really all that well. And and also in the last year, right, we were hearing that um, – uh, that more and more amount money was being put on credit cards by consumers, which is always a sign that things are not going well. Debt. Right. Mm-hmm. And then lending was starting to tighten up a little bit, right? And, and, and then once a year in the last three years, it seemed like some big banker or some big economist would say, like, the economy's heading for a correction. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what you're saying is not without merit. But it doesn't mean necessarily that the coronavirus is is not real as well absolutely not so this brings me to a question go ahead here's the question all right, now that we've it laid up. it all oh, we've laid it all out i love it good kid could we have a pandemic or epidemic whatever we're going to call this yeah of the coronavirus taking place and us not be our economy not be crashing. Mm. That's my question. Yeah, the you. answer to you, the answer to that question would be yes. The answer to that question would be yes. It is possible for that to happen. But in order for that to happen, right, mm-hmm. it, the system, our system, our economy would have to have been structured differently. First of all, we from years and years and years ago, you're saying? Uh, yeah, from years and years and years ago. And also we would have had to have had a stronger social net. Like we just started this conversation talking about uh, FDR. So FDR, Franklin Roosevelt, he put into place all these social nets, right? And now remember, this is pre-1950. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to point to World War II as the reason why the 1950s were, you know, so well off and there was this great middle class. But they often forget to talk about the fact that FDR also broke up monopolies and put into place Social Security and other guarantees and social nets uh, for the country mm-hmm. that, that helped spread the wealth around and the, and the security around with the regular people. Mm-hmm. So when you get to the 1950s, people think like, that was a great time. Yeah, it's all predicated on our remedial actions, our remedies to the, the, the Great Depression. Right. Okay. Since that time, since the 1950s, right, there's always been a contingency of folks who are like, you know what, that's fuck that. You know, we, we, need a, we need an economy with no regulations. The best thing you could do is just allow business to do what business does best, and that's make money. And there's blah, 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 blah. So since that time, there's been a concerted effort by 
business people, some conservatives, but I wouldn't, I almost wouldn't even call them conservative, to be honest with you. It's mostly very Machiavellian, like business. Capitalist. Yeah, capitalist. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think that we can get away from a capitalist system. We have mm-hmm. to have capitalist system with real regulation. Mm-hmm. That's what's required. Okay, fine. They a capitalist s- system where everybody gets a chance. A capitalist system that controls uh, the tendency of Wall Street to go strictly for the bottom line and concentrate wealth in individuals. Okay. Right? Okay. Meaning like if you, like like McDonald's on a certain level capitalism is good because it's, you know, taking this small little burger chain and now everybody can be a business owner. Mm-hmm. The flip side is uncontrolled you wind up with these weird pink slime burgers that mm-hmm. you know they look great in an ad- advertisement because they paint them with fucking uh, uh vaseline to make right. them look glossy Juicy, right, right. right. Well, when you get it you're basically eating sawdust on a biscuit right okay that's what capitalism can do if it's left to go capitalism is not about art mm-hmm. it's not about necessarily quality it's it is at the beginning right. the very beginning very beginning the McDonald's providing something good in the beginning in the very beginning the McDonald's hamburger right probably Mm. was a tasty fucking burger it was a 99% burger beef oh right right. so in the beginning and then it rides that reputation right into like basically greed right Greed and, takes over. And and cutting down the processes. Like what instead of beef, what could we put in there that's cheaper right. that's gonna taste like beef? Right? Yeah. Greed. Okay. So somewhere along that way, even for a company like McDonald's or something like that, it might be good to have a balancing someone inside the company that's like, look, we're not going beyond this. Like you're now you want to make the fucking powder shake. We're not doing that. Real ice cream in the fucking milkshake. I don't care how much it costs because we got to deliver some quality. Same thing with capitalism at the, on the larger scale. Got to have some kind of regulation. Otherwise, it goes crazy. Otherwise, you wind up having people selling medical supplies to other countries while we're in the middle of a national health crisis because they're going to make more money than if the government forces them to, hey, give that shit to the people here first and and forget your profits. Let me ask you something. Go ahead. Just on that. Just uh, not to get sidetracked. No, no, no. Do it. It seems like when people take a growing business and they go public with it so that they can grow it even more, yeah, that's when everything gets fucked up. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's true 100% of the time, but I bet you in the cases where it's not true, you have someone, either the person, the founder, or somebody who's really at the helm, like really in charge of making sure that these anonymous investors who are only looking at the bottom line, right, right, aren't pulling the strings on everything. And usually, so I would agree with that. And I would think that, I was thinking about this the other day when I was running. I'm like, I would think that having anonymous investors who only care about the bottom line, it only takes a certain kind of CEO. Because once the CEO comes in, a new CEO. So you have the founder, you have... You have Steve Jobs, but I don't even like to use him, actually, because I don't really even like that guy. To be honest with you, I think he's blown way out of proportion. But I'll, I'll say, like, a real founder of a real company 
who started out, you know, as an artisan and built this cool company, right? Sure. And then goes public, but he stays on board because he doesn't want, and probably every owner of a company is like, fine, we'll go public, but I don't want to lose control. Okay. Then at some point, they're able to get that guy the fuck out of there. Yeah. Right? They're always able always. to kick a guy. Somehow they're like, of yeah, course not. He gets not. like a two-year deal and then he's gone. Right? <laughs> then they kick him out and they bring in the other guy. The guy, the other person that they bring in is a CEO who now is playing the tune to the investors. Uh, of course. They're the right. ones who put him in. Right. 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 So in order to make him look good or her look good, right, they just got to improve the bottom line. Well, there's only a couple ways to really improve a bottom line. Pay people less. Charge a little bit more. What ingredients are you using? Get a better price on the ingredients. Sometimes getting a better price on the ingredients is buying higher in volume. Sometimes getting a better price in ingredients is finding an ingredient that almost does the same exact thing as the original one, just cheaper. It's to be, but these, these, the, the groundwork and the foundation for everything you're talking about is so that they can do more and more and more business. Yeah. So let's say a guy started a fucking burger place. Go ahead. It, it, he, he borrowed 50 grand to start some little corner shop. Yeah. It did well. He saved yeah. some money. He opened another one. Yeah. Now he opened another one. And the guy's got now regional business. Right. He's got 20 of these burger places. Right. What's the matter with that? What's the matter with 20 fucking burger places? Why do you need to go find an investor so that you can now go statewide and interstatewide and international or national? And now you need, you know, 7,000 of these places. Oh, I'm going to go get that many. I'm gonna, it's such a good burger that we're going to take. I think that's greed, man. It's like, why can't, why can't there be something in place where it's like, you know what? If that's your maximum growth, what you can grow, that's what you can grow. You've got fucking 10 burger places right. in your fucking city. Right. Done. There. Do that. The answer to that is uh, a couple of things. Number one is, you know, in terms of freedom, right? Part of what the American idea is, is that, you know, we're not going to restrain anyone from however much money they can make. That's part of. And wait, wait, wait I, what I do want to say is, look at Okay, I hear where you're going, but 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 I, maybe I didn't mean I say it like that, right? Like this. This is what I mean is, okay, if you've got ten that are doing so well and you yeah. want to expand, yeah, that's on you. You got ten businesses, right? Start saving the money correctly right. and build it yourself, right? Don't go find another hundred million so you can just instantly start. Like if that's your thing, it's doing great. Okay, but you need to do you need to grow it yourself with your own money. Take less profits on your own end and invest it back in your own company. Right. And and so I can understand that point of view, right? And I'm not I'm actually not taking a side in any of this in the, in the instance of sometimes you'll present something and then I'll just say what the response is to that. Right. But that's not necessarily where my heart is. Right. Okay. But so this though what you're saying I think kind of makes sense because there's also a part of me that's like there were a lot of businesses before the virus that were kind of half-assed businesses, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. it wasn't, they were, they were paying people off the books because they couldn't afford to employ a real person, right? And it's kind of fucked up, but a good chunk of American business wasn't cutting the mustard. And one of the ways they dealt with that was by hiring people who were undocumented. Correct. Okay. And instead of being grateful for that, instead of being like, hey, that's, you know what, that's actually because, you know, but 
you had a whole contingency of the American people that were like, we got to get rid of those undocumented workers. Like, that's not right. That's terrible. Yet, a good chunk of business was relying on undocumented workers because guess what? You don't pay as much. You don't pay taxes, employment taxes, and you don't have to pay them as much hourly. They were doing, they were propping up sick businesses, businesses that were not healthy. They were propping them up, including the president's, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The president, his hotels are famous for being like half-baked and on their way out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. And he had hired tons of undocumented workers. Sure. Right. And they came forward bravely. Right. And they told their story and it was publicized and no one gave a shit. That's the part that drives me crazy. Right. This is our president. <laughs> he continues about the wall. Meanwhile, he's hiring undocumented workers because his businesses aren't making as much money as he'd like. That's right. Right. They're not doing so well. So my point being is, is that there's a lot of businesses that don't have any business in being in business. Mm-hmm. And cutting corners and cheating a little bit here and all this other kind of shit. If you can't pay people what they're worth and you're not willing, you can't work it, then get the fuck out. I get that. That's what I'm saying right there. Exactly. That's it right there. Right. If you I, can't wing it yourself, then get the fuck out. And then that's part of the competition. That's part of competing. That's part of like, okay. And you know what? Try again in some other thing. Maybe you right, got something to learn. Right, right, right. No right. one, not everyone's entitled to be in business. No. Not every person's a business person. Exactly. Right? That's right. Okay. So, but all of that, I think, kind of goes under the idea of the other question you asked me, which is like, all right, well, if there's a virus, could we survive the economy, survive that? The answer would be yes, but our system would have had to have been different. And since the 80s about, the, 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 the major swing has been to basically lower taxes, attack the governments, right? Underfund them, underfund the schools, and underfund Social Security, underfund the social nets that were created after the Great Depression that gave rise to so much uh, wealth to the middle class. Mm -hmm. And then since the 80s, since Gordon Gecko and Greed is Good and Wall Street in the 80s and fucking cocaine and fucking John Holmes's big dick and all that mm -hmm. shit, right? There's been a slow erasure of that via Reagan, via Ronald Reagan, which is, you know, you can see it. He starts closing the mental hospitals. Now there's homeless in the street. No, 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 no. So our coffers, our reserves, right? Reserves medical supplies, reserves, money, wealth, whatever. We've had a Republican president in the Oval Office for three years before this fucking shit hit, and there was still a deficit. So as much as Republicans and conservatives talk about, like, we got the debt. Every time a Democrat runs for an office, the first thing that conservatives talk about is the debt. Mm -hmm. But when they're in office, the debt gets higher. Mm -hmm. They don't fix the debt. Mm -hmm. They don't raise taxes to fix the debt. Mm -hmm. They just let it balloon. So the reserves aren't there. So when this thing hits, when COVID hits and businesses shut down and all this other shit starts going on, we were brittle. We were thin. Mm -hmm. We couldn't absorb the blow. That's why. Now, if we had a different system, a system where the American ideal was like, yeah, we got to take care of each other. 
Mm-hmm. Right? We got to we got to set set a little aside. Sure. Right? For a rainy day. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, before COVID hits, the average savings account was like 600 bucks. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's not necessarily that um, that Americans don't know how to save. I believe it's cuz Americans weren't making that much. Right. Like you're paying the rent in California super high. You're making just barely enough to cover that. Before that, you were hearing all these stories about minimalism and, you know, people living in, you know, vans and shit like that that weren't homeless. Before when you lived in a van on the street and you just parked there, it was because you were fucked up mental or on drugs, right? But then, like, in the last three years, you also heard about people who worked in Silicon Valley who were not able to afford the housing in Silicon Valley. So they would live in a camper. And you heard about all that stuff. And it was it seemed like they were trying to kind of frame it as, you know what, young people don't need as much. And they're trying to be minimalist. But the real truth, if you really want to get serious and stop fucking around, is that they didn't have any money. They were broke. Every A lot of these young people were fucking broke. <laughs> they were in debt. They were in school debt. They had all these private universities. And I'm not trying to knock anyone's degree, but University of Phoenix and blah, 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 blah. And they would let you write your own major. Ah, let them come up with their own major. All this mm-hmm. bullshit to get a loan, to take out the loan, to go to school, to get a BA. And then the next thing you know, you're living in a camper with your woman because you can't afford a house in Sausalito. And then COVID hits, mm-hmm. right? And then, they, don't forget, they were trying to dismantle, and they were, Obamacare, right? National medical insurance. Think about that. National medical insurance was like one of the things that people were like, ah, we don't need that. It's fucking bullshit. It's not working. Everything's worse, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now COVID hits. And now all of a sudden, like national healthcare makes a lot of sense to everybody right now. It's like, oh, you know what? Maybe we should coordinate all the hospitals, all the supplies, blah, 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 blah. And you should coordinate everything because we got a pandemic. So I think we could have survived something like that if we had uh, a much more well thought out, a much more caring, mm-hmm. and a much more intelligent system in place. You know how when they're talking about these different companies that have been, um, what do you, what do you call it when they're valued? What do you mean, like valued? When the, these companies, oh, this company's worth. Yeah, their valuation. Their valuations. These, you know, we talk about different companies that overnight they've got these huge evaluations, right? And but there's really no real money there. Mm-hmm. Okay, there are a bunch of based on perception. It's based on perception. Totally, it's not real. Right. Okay. Right. When something like this happens, doesn't it bring those guys back down to reality? I think so. I think so. So that's the other part. The healthy thing about what's happening is it's a punch in the gut to show you which one of your which parts of your stomach are flabby. The national <laughs> stomach is flabby and weak. What is it? So yeah, like Twitter is one of those ones where you still kind of don't know what's it worth. You don't know. You just know it's a tech thing, and you know that. You know, tech, tech companies are yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that, right? Exactly. But what's it really worth? And now, for every one of those that you've kind of heard about, there's probably like a hundred that you haven't heard about yes. that are like almost that, but yeah, they're not quite yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And and it, it is perception. And I've been around. I when was this? Remember we were talking about this about with Ben Hundreds? Yeah, Ben yeah. Hundreds and uh, 
um uh yeah that's right ben yeah right ben ben was the uh, the, the yeah the business he was guy, yeah. the business guy he yeah he was saying that i was like yeah, but how much is it earned how much money is it making don't tell me what it could right don't right, tell right, me about right. potential well that's one thing about america though in the last 40 years america has had nothing but a fucking love affair with potential yeah right like yeah and i love that quote potential doesn't mean nothing more than but you ain't done shit that's right yeah that's right potential and we potential. we started we started we started at a young age right you could be anything and you got all this potential <laughs> and on a certain level it's kind of true right but for every dream that's a long fucking walk a lot of work between that dream and it coming to re- fruition that's right <laughs> And so this is the, so this is okay. So in regards to and the reason I laid that out and asked you about these these companies and 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 how they're they're priced out and, and what their evaluations are. This brings me to this question. Go ahead. Now I'll go ahead and say, do it. Let's say you've had a profitable company okay. business, All a right. profitable business, All right. for the last thirty six months. Go ahead. Prior to COVID. Go ahead. To me, if one month of closing your doors can end your business, then there is something drastically wrong with your business. I'm not going to say that about a guy that might have been open, say, six months. Right. About a guy that opened a restaurant with his wife. Right. They're going month to month, man. They're trying to say they're trying to get the ball rolling, get momentum up, you know? Right. Maybe there is no money to be saved. Maybe they're just barely making it each month. Maybe they have to pull out some more loans just right. to get because they're trying to build their business. They're right. trying to get hot. They're doing some ads, they're doing reviews, you know right. what I'm saying? Right. I want to remove those guys out. I'm saying, let's go back as far as three years. Right. Thirty six months. And let's say you've run a pretty, pretty lean but profitable business. And one month, three weeks of closed doors, and you're out. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. To me, that sounds like very, very poor business, poor structuring. And and I'm going to tell you that I have a very close friend of mine yeah. that has a business in Venice right now. Okay. He's been open about two years. Go ahead. He's done a nice business, nothing crazy, he hasn't gotten rich, but he's done well, yeah. keeps about six, seven employees on. Mm-hmm. He closed his doors a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I asked him. I know that that's a high rent in Venice, right? How are you doing? Right. And he said to me, "Bro, I've been real responsible about things since the beginning, since I've opened up, right? And I've got six months of rent set aside, right? I could sit this thing out for six months if I need to, right? And all my employees will have a job when they come back, right? To me." It, it sounds like whatever business model he had is something that businesses sh- should like. It just seems like businesses should have. And I don't want to put blame like everybody who's going to be out of business were poor business people. You know, this came out of nowhere, and a lot of people weren't ready for that. But the other thing that I want to say is I want to, I think there was a lot of businesses where they were propped up to be more than what they were. They were paper giants. Sure. Absolutely. Because if a month of closed doors can close you. Yeah. Then that was a facade, man. Well, 
I I agree with that, you know, up to a point because we're talking in generality. So maybe there's a kind of business where it is paycheck to paycheck, no matter which way you slice it, right? Like maybe there are some businesses where it's just like there is no big profit margin, right? The margins, like a lot of people say that about the restaurant business. I don't know if it's true because I, I, I've never owned a restaurant, but a lot of people say in the restaurant business, profit margin is pretty thin. You got to be unless you're like a high end, high end. But for the most part, most restaurants are kind of dealing with not wide margins with whatever it is that they're doing. So I don't know. But maybe even a line, but I would agree with you that if your business has been around long enough, like three years, it seems like you should be able to accumulate some capital in order to weather some storms because business is unpredictable, even if without COVID. Right. You might not know what could happen and you need to have some reserves. Right. No doubt about it, though, in the last five years, maybe 10 there's been an explosion. I mean, it's like gonorrhea or syphilis. There's been an explosion of entrepreneurialism, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And, yes. and there's so many people that make business, their business is telling other people how to be an entrepreneur. Like, you can't fucking go on Instagram, I dare you. Uh, man, every five seconds, man. right? How to get rich. So many coaches, God so damn. little players. Man. So many coaches. So little players. Say it one more time. Yeah, exactly. So many coaches, so little players. So you see, you go on there and there's all these entrepreneurs and they're, they're dude, I know people. Sickening, man. Personally, I know somebody that was paying uh, a business coach, right? A business coach. Okay. First of all, if you're a business coach and I've never heard of you, I ain't giving you a fucking Exactly. Second. Sorry. Unless your last name is Gates and Buffett. <laughs> Buffett, yeah. Right? Then you can tell me something about M- it. Maybe. Yeah. But if I ain't never heard of you, I am buying shit from you because I should already know. If your last name isn't in the box or McDonald's, right, I ain't fucking listening to you because I ain't seen your business shit anywhere. And if it is Buffett and it's being sold for $99, <laughs> I ain't going to buy it either because that's some <laughs> lies you're trying to give us so you can keep all the money. <laughs> If you can buy the secret to success for 99 bucks, you can keep it. Good, trust me. You ain't learning something that everybody doesn't already know. All right, yeah. All right. All right. So, so yeah, I think you're right. I think there's a ton of businesses that are based on like I took this business entrepreneurial coaching thing, 1500 bucks, and you God, know what? That's horrible. They I'm really the, have stuff like that. Yeah, I'm in the soup business and I and I'm going to do a pop-up shop over here and I'm going to do a pop-up shop over oh there. God. I can't even rent it. That type of, for sure, absolutely 1,000%. Now look, now look, now look, let's be real. There's also the kind of business which is someone who's a hustler. On paper, it's called this X, Y, and Z. They're Mm -hmm. a music producer and they ain't produced shit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But they are, putting their fucking shit out there and they are talking a good one and they might hook an artist that might take them to the next level. And so now that's Americana. Now that kind of person though, by the way, not going to be knocked out of business by COVID. No, it's not. Because they're they're still operating out of the garage and they just got a cool picture. I ain't talking about that. But I am talking about people who think that you can paint by numbers and have a business up and running. And then now I'm an entrepreneur. And then you don't have any savings in the bank. Or maybe your product wasn't that good. Maybe the product wasn't that good. 
you know, all that kind of stuff. Failure is important. And, and, and failure, it might be the biggest lesson, might be the most important thing in the entire world for anybody to go through is, yeah. is a failure. I was listening today to somebody when I was running and they were saying that rejection, right? Rejection is just redirection. You get rejected. If they tell you no, it means that there's somewhere else for you to be. And the sooner you learn that lesson, the better. The sooner you I learn, like that. the sooner you see rejection, not with them, not right now, not this place, whatever that is, the sooner. And you know what, man? I'm going to tell you something. I just got done reading the biography, uh, autobiography of fucking Elton John. Right? I mean, th- th- think about that. Think th- Musical genius. I th- love Elton John. Dude, I was reading the, the autobiography and... You know, you know Elton John, and you know his songs, and it's multi generational, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Let's stop fucking around. And the guy fucking, I mean, Lion King. He fucking wrote the songs to Lion King. All right. I don't know how you get wrap your mind. They get same guy, and he's totally gay and has been. Yeah. Right? yeah. At a time Openly. when it wasn't accepted. Sure. Right. And what's strange about Elton John is that. While he was openly gay in the early days when it wasn't accepted, like now it's like whatever. And he's like one of the first people to get married in Britain, all that stuff to another dude. It, 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 somehow, I don't know how he did it, but he never got, like I'm not going to say he never had any difficulties, but for some reason Elton John didn't seem to be the guy that everyone like lambasted about being gay. Like for some reason they already knew or because he was playing a piano, it didn't matter as much. I don't know what it was. Mm. Same thing kind of with Liberace. Like I feel yeah, like yeah, everyone yeah. kind of knew Liberace was gay, whether they outwardly knew it or not. And the fact that he was gay when it's finally revealed, everybody's kind of like, eh, you know, what? maybe it's a piano thing. I don't know what that is, but there's a certain kind of a gay guy that somehow, and he kind of, just, did they sweat in Freddie Mercury for being gay? Boy, I don't think they did either. Right. There's certain dudes you get sweated for being gay. And right. then there's certain dudes that don't get as sweated. And I'm always kind of curious as to what's that what's that combo? Right. And I don't want to make light of the the you know, the him trying to come out and all that. I don't want right. but I'm just saying it ain't the same as like when you find out someone else is gay and they get just fucking nailed. Butchered. Butchered. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but what's interesting about about Elton John is that that dude was rejected a lot. I mean, re-fucking-jected. I mean, when this dude started out, first of all, he started out playing piano with a band called Bluesology. That should just tell you, like, Bluesology. That Mm. should just tell you everything you need to know Mm. right then, Mm. right? Just sucks. And he was a songwriter with his uh, with his current with his his buddy at the time who was also not gay but they were co-writing Bernie they were co-writers Bernie write the lyrics Elton John write the fucking music they were writing songs for Inkelberg Uncle Dink or whatever that fucking guy's name for yeah all Inkelberg Humperdinck Inkelberg Humperdinck right they were they no one wanted music from them not a single person. They were getting laughed out of time. There was a times where where Elton John was just a basically a, a session musician. Mm-hmm. He'd have to play covers. <laughs> he would be hired by a cheap ass producer, right? Like one of these fucking cheap ass producers whose great idea was to make knockoff near sounding hit songs, like take a hit song, do mm-hmm. a knockoff, and sell it in a grocery store. <laughs> 
Right. And Elton John will be hired to play those tunes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that was, and we're talking years, bro. Years before. And then before he had a hit album on his hands. And even then, when he would write these other songs, at the time it was like he's just writing on. Even then, he would fucking. They gave him some album and he put together an album. Nobody kind of liked it, but then somebody heard something mm-hmm. and then eventually they struck on something and then boom. And then after that, it was like from that, he was just a hit forever. Became friends with, El- with John Lennon, who mm-hmm. was his idol. Played with Ray Charles, who mm-hmm. was his idol when he was a kid. Imagine a little shithead fucking idiot kid in Pinner, England. I think it's called Pinner, England, right? Fucking listening to a hit song on the radio by the great Ray Charles, who's a genius, who battled heroin, nowhere in your mind would you think that one day you will be playing with that guy. And he did. Unbelievable. But he had to face a lot of rejection to do it. And not quit. David Bowie had to face a lot of rejection, bro. They laughed him right out of I can imagine. The they thought he was a weirdo. He was, he was a weirdo. Yeah, 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 right? exactly. And they couldn't get his vision. Mm-hmm. Until he got a break, and you know when you say when you talk about advertisement jingles, right? That's what you're talking about. Robert Plant did that to pay his rent for years. Couldn't get anybody to listen to him. I love that. And then he had the greatest riffs, and then look at Led Zeppelin. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. One of the greatest guitarists in the world, songwriters, right. rock and roll songwriters. Right. But yeah, and I, I think as we, I think as you know, I I I posted a video on IG not that long ago and it talks about when you read into the history yeah of some of the most successful people in the world and listen everybody when i say successful there's fathers that are successful there's people not just financial but i'm talking about some financial successful people here. right they all i haven't read any i gotta be honest Go i've not read any yeah. super successful people that didn't go through some of the darkest, hardest times. Absolutely. Ever. And 100%. I, everybody from Lee Iacocca. I'm, I'm talking about everybody, man. They all had, they, they just didn't give up, man. They kept on going, like you're saying of Elton John. And uh, I don't think that a, a COVID-19 was going to stop any of those gentlemen. No. So, you know, this is what I mean, though. Like, so we had a, I feel like, and, and and it's fucked up because of the kind of personality that I have and the way that I am. I always think everything's kind of superficial. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know a lot of times I'm already like I don't know what's <laughs> good, you know what I mean like uh-huh. I'm already. So, so you know I you know I felt like <laughs> I felt like we were in an area in a time or whatever when we might have been the most superficial we've ever been in this country mm-hmm. like copies of copies of copies mm-hmm. of copies like all of this shit formulas of formulas of formulas of formulas Se- uh, 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 sequels to sequels to sequels to sequels mm-hmm. remakes to remakes to remakes to remakes I mean it seemed like we were kind of like at this stage where it was like now it's like what's n- what's new what's What's true? What's something that's fucking hitting us? And now, you know, now we have COVID and everybody's got to at least spend some time reflecting, spend some time with the people in their lives, spend some time thinking about 
other things. And, you know, we got done talking to Wyatt and Danny S. And they both were saying that America now is just getting a touch of a war mentality, meaning you're at life or death. You're facing life or death. Some real issues, some real problems, some real difficulties where the trivial shit is starting to get pulled away. So on that level, I feel like the COVID may be be a a good, that's how I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it as a plus. I'm looking at it as a negative for the people that are affected and get sick. I don't want that. I want it for my daughter. I don't want it for anyone's grandma. But at the same time, I'm also thinking about, you know, uh, we've got a lot more time to slow down. And the key in my heart to success is that your external circumstances don't dictate how you're going to take advantage of the opportunity that's in front of you. Like, you got an opportunity right now, any which way you look at it. Absolutely, 100%. Right? You got an opportunity. You got time on your hands, right? You got some time. You've got a reason to ignore certain things. Certain things that you used to attend to out of a sense of politeness or decorum, you can actually fuck off now and be like, you know what? It's COVID. I don't need to fucking pay attention to that shit. And this is why I'm saying with the gym thing, I'm like, you know what? Uh, I could take the money I'm spending monthly, cut it in half, save half the money, take the rest of the other money and slowly build the gym that I want for myself. I don't need the machines. I don't need to wait for a machine. I don't need a fucking idiot motherfucker using a machine wrong. And like, you know, I don't need chowder heads that know me to sit there and talk to me and waste 15 minutes of time. I could be doing fucking lap pull downs. Sure. sure. You know, I don't need any of that. Sure. And, I agree. You know what I mean? Like, to, 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 you know, I used to think like as an early on, dude, I, there was a part of me that was like, you know, the gym could be a good place to network. Like, I'm an attorney. Maybe <laughs> I should go there and network. After a month of being in the gym, I didn't want to talk to anybody. Right, right, right. Because they were fucking up my workout. I'm trying to do something. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see stomach muscles before I die. Right. Before I hit the fucking dirt nap. I mean, the, dude, you know, there's so many things at the gym that would drive me nuts. What's, like, what's your biggest gym pet peeve? It's people coming up and talking to you, to me. People coming up and talking to me, interrupting me when I'm working out. So, like, what happens generally? Like, like what do you they I mean? just no? It's like I can't just get a nod or a good hey, what's up? Good to see you. It's like right. people want to have a conversation, and it slows down my routine. It takes me out of my pace. Uh, you know, if I have a good sweat, the sweat's stopping because I have to talk to them, make them feel better, or you know, some of that bullshit. I, hate I don't like that. doing that. You know, uh, <laughs> I just I don't bother other people when they're working out. Right, but dude, and I've and I've, worked, I, uh, I've worked out with you, so it's not your face. By the way, when you work out, it's not the kind of a face that's like, "Hey, come up and talk to me." And I think that maybe ninety percent of the people yeah. realize that and don't, because right. I had plenty of people that I know or that I've met, and they're like, "Hey, bro, when you work out, you're serious, motherfucker." Right, you look real serious. Like, right, they get it. Right, and that's that. I'm glad they get, it, but there's that ten percent that just don't get it. What's wrong with those? People? They got Aspergers. <laughs> they don't understand social cues, right? Isn't that right, what you said? Right, yeah, Asperger's. They can't, they can't read so... Yeah. It's weird. So, um... Like, you Or put, they're so fucking selfish that they can't see anything but themselves. You put... Hef- you got headphones in. Yeah. Right? 
Like when I see someone at the gym with headphones on, I, I to me that's the message. Don't fucking talk to me. And then when I have to look at when I have to pull out one of my earrings oh. and look at you oh. real crazy and go what? <laughs> All right. Once I put the thing back on, that's a cue for you to not ask me another question. It's right? over. It's right. over. And then they want to, and you're reading their lapses again. No, I hate that. And then that. I pull the thing back. I go, what? <laughs> they still. So a couple times, you know, I've had to just be real, man. Just be honest with people. Stop fucking around. Right. Don't. And talk I have to me. go, hey, you know what, man? I'll be done in about 45 minutes. Catch right. me outside. Right. You know, catch me outside. How about that? Yeah. And when I see other people working out, man, when they're in the middle of the day, I just keep it moving. They see me, and we give a head nod. Great. But uh, there was know. one guy at the gym before all this shit hit, and um, he was an uh, older dude, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and not and dude, I wouldn't even use like small little earbuds. <laughs> I would have like because yeah. I'm making it clear, like I got shit surrounding my ear, big ass headphones. You got like fucking, you got like buttermilk biscuits on your right. ear, right? Like I'm letting you know, like I'm obviously I can't hear you. I got headphones on, motherfucker. Yeah, covering the whole ear, exactly. And then like also, you know, try not to make eye contact. Right, like, always. Right, like mm, always, like, bro. Mm, mm, mm. Right, and then, and then we're superset guys. Mm-hmm. So that means you're not standing by the workout no. thing, just standing there, because uh-uh. that gives them a chance to talk to you. Right, too. you're always moving. You gotta be walking over here, walking over there. Yeah. Even though, right, and it, it, I would walk in, and it was this older dude, and he was like, he would say, he first of all. He would come in first, and he was one of those guys that would work out with the hoodie on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like a hoodie workout guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not totally against that, but a lot of guys that work out with a hoodie are trying to cover up their body because they're yeah. fucked up. Yeah. They're a little fat, squishy, right? right? They, when when you start seeing the arms come out the sides and everything, that's when you know you're getting to where you want to be at. When you're covering up like you're the old school Rocky guy, it's because your body ain't that tight. N- most of the about time, most of the time, most of the time, not every time. Sometimes you're losing weight. Sometimes you want to sweat. Okay. Sure. But uh, this guy was squishy. I mean, right, right. Okay. He was a squishy cover-up guy. And, uh, I mean, he looked like a like somebody took a badger and just you know put spray on foam around the hips. He was covering up the jello. <laughs> mm. So then he and he you know he had his cut off gloves. Oh, right? oh no. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then like I would come in in the morning and then he was already there. So I wasn't working out yet. Right. That's when he caught me. That's no good. No, so I'd come in and he'd be like, and then and then it's through flattery. It fucks you up because I come in and he'd be like, hey, man, you're really dedicated. I see you here all the time. So he's already trying to, like, he's being nice. Right. So I got to be like, oh, okay, thank you. You know, that's cool, man. You know, da-da-da-da-da-da. But now in his mind, we're friends. Now in his mind, we're friends. So then after that, when I'd be working out, Right, like I do something like the ab wheel, then he will come over and watch me while I'm yeah, working out. Yeah, yeah. Like just watch. I've never seen this before. But hey, it's like, dude, what are you watching? Mm-hmm. It's an ab wheel. Fucking yeah. Chuck Norris does Go it. Go find the, something to do. Like, why are you watching? It's kind of weird. Then, then as soon as I done, he'd be like, "Oh, I stay away from that, bro." Yeah. <laughs> it scares me what you're doing right there. And yeah. I, and then I'd have to pull the headphone off and be like, "What?" Uh-huh. And be like, oh, that, you know, the app we have. And I'd be like, oh, yeah. yeah, and then yeah, I'd have yeah. To like, but you go back to what you're doing. Yeah. Like, and why? They don't get it. Why are you telling me what you're not going to do? Yeah. Why do I need to know that? What the fuck? 
And then at some point, you're right, like at another time, have you ever been at the gym when someone wants you to look at their phone? Like you're working out. Oh, no, I haven't had that happen. This guy will pull out his phone and show me what he looked like 10 years ago. Man, bro, I would get so (laughs) heated if somebody somebody did that to me. I'd I'd take it as a sign of disrespect. Yeah, yeah, well... Yeah, this guy wasn't, he was, uh, I don't know, he was a special case. But anyway, the point is, that's like one of my biggest gym pet peeves. Another gym pet peeve I have, and this maybe this shouldn't even bother me, but it does. I can't take it when I see someone, like, you know when you go to the pull-up bar and it's got, the, it's the machine that gives you the, the leg that you can put your feet on, the yeah. and so you can add weights to it. And yeah. Like, one of the things that drives me nuts is the people that think that's a leg machine where they, they, they <laughs> and Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, uh, uh, Steve's eyes just narrowed because I can see he's like trying to figure out what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. So instead of doing pull-ups on it, putting both feet on there, putting weights and doing like weighted, the, the pull-ups assist, right? They go and put their hands on the bars and then they step on it and they push the weight down and they think it's like a thigh, a a thigh, thigh machine. God damn, dude. <laughs> Man. I can't take that drives me nuts. Like I I have to like That's go, some bullshit. I gotta right walk there. away. I gotta be like, I can't deal with that right now. I so when I was doing real well and I bought uh my house, you know, I had a two houses, a little house in in Inglewood, and then I had a, I had bought a larger house in Inglewood with right. a beautiful garage. Yeah, and I had bought the rubber mats. You know the rubber mats with the holes in it. Yeah, like in the back of a kitchen of a restaurant. Yeah, exactly. I had them fucking floor to floor. Yeah, and then I bought the treadmill, and I had the Olympic iron bench press, and I had every, I had everything. Yeah. yeah, granted, I had relapsed on meth, and I just couldn't seem to get sober. But I had this <laughs> fucking gym, bro. Yeah, and for me, it was about me being able to walk out my back door. And I had the lat pull down machine. I had everything. I, I had love I had spent that. probably around fifteen hundred dollars on everything. Aside of the, the the treadmill. The treadmill I got from a friend, but whatever. Um and I had bought all the weight and I wanted to be able to have all the machinery, all the grips, everything. And I had all that stuff. And to me, it just some people would say going to the gym gets me up and if i have the yeah. gym membership it gets me gym. but my frame of thought was the opposite was the closer that the gym is to me more accessible and easy yeah don't worry i get to use it right and i loved working out with turning on the radio loud in the back in the garage yeah and just getting my workout on with nobody else right love that man. right anything and you know granted i i did not end my membership they you know, Gold contacted me by email about three weeks ago. Yeah. And they were like, with this virus thing, we are putting, you know, because the gym's closed. We're yeah. putting your membership on hold. And okay, great. You know, hold until we go back into place. But I think Gold's is a different gym than any gym I've ever of been course. in the world. It's a different but, thing. If I was living near Gold's Venice... Right, the Iron Paradise, Mecca, where fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger cut his fucking teeth. Yeah. Right? That's a completely different thing. It is. It is. It's a great uh, It's a great place. And I don't get a lot of people bothering me. That for some reason, uh, most of the people in that gym just understand. They're a little more serious. And they're there to get busy. Right. Yeah, now, I'm at 24, and the reason at the time I was was because you could go to any fucking 24. Right. There's a gym everywhere I would go. So I wouldn't right. miss a day based on where I was. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And so the problem with going to a gym like 24, though, 
is that you got a lot of half-baked idiots that aren't really into working out. They just want to say they went to the gym. Yeah. Right? They just want to go to the gym. Or they want to go try and meet chicks at the gym. Or, you know, go on a treadmill for 20 minutes and talk about, like, that was crazy. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, whatever. That crazy workout. Yeah, right? I'm doing, yeah. at least I'm doing something. Spraying the mist bottle of water on the right. face before they walk out so they look real sweaty. Or, you know, those old guys with the newspaper. Yeah, you ever see those the guys? Full, in the full fucking Fila running suit. Yeah, old guy with a newspaper, like, on yeah. on the on the stationary bike, barely yeah, moving yeah. and just reading the paper. Yeah. Those guys would always fucking piss me off because it's that asshole. When I was ready to do calves on the seated calf machine, those guys, that's the first machine they use. The old man newspaper guys, the first one they do is the one you can sit down at. And they're like, sit there and do the fucking, and I'd just be like, man, come on, bro. You're reading the paper on the fucking, like, just go read the paper. Why you yeah, gotta work now out? now they got the COVID to get rid of those fucking guys. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so then I was like, I, and, and I'm like you, I think that depending on who you are, mm. right. Depending on who you are. Okay. And depending on whatever, but my evolution has been that there was a time when I did need a place to go. I was at a motivation level where I had to go someplace. If I didn't go to the place, it probably wasn't going to happen. Right. Okay. All right. And then at that point in time, I would say I was like mediocre workout guy. Mm-hmm. Right. That was back when I was, you know, not even doing supersets. You know, mm-hmm. one would do, you know, you know, 10, 8, 6, and then I'd feel like, whoa. And most of it was machines and, mm-hmm. you know, doing the the dumbbells and all that stuff was like, oh, I'm not going to try to do right, all right. that. I'm going to lose. W-. That was back when I had the concept that first I'm going to lose fat and then I'm going to build muscle. Right. Yeah, that's the that's the thing they sell to a lot of people. Right. That was back when I thought that was the way to handle it. Now I understand that the more muscle you have, the more fat you burn. But you know, there for me there was an evolution. I didn't really get to where I'm at now with the diet and the other shit, really. And I'm not even perfect, but I'm saying I'm pretty good. I didn't get to where I'm at now until I started seeing real results. As soon, this is where I'm trying to get to cross to everybody because there's a lot of guys out there right now um, uh, that and gals that are working out and they're trying to get something going and it's hard for them to get motivated. And I gotta, I gotta say that when you start to see real results, mm-hmm. where you literally. Like you look at yourself and you're like, God damn, mm-hmm. that's what I was looking for. Right, right. And you can see that it's actually possible. Mm-hmm. That changes the game. That changes the game. I agree with you 1,000%. And hopefully by that point in time, yeah, you're hooked. Right. Because you're going to get to a place where those results begin to start to plateau for you in many ways. As right, well. right. And hopefully you've already got, you've bought into the lifestyle of what you're doing or you've created the habit or I don't know what you would. I think, I think, I totally agree with you because at a certain point your body's your body. Right. And you are, you know, you, you, I always keep the belief that the changes, even though I might not see them are still happening slowly, but it's different than the beginning of when I first began to see traps come out. Right. Back arms. Right. Cuts show up in right. places. And I'm like, right. dude, this shit's really working. Working. Right. And that kept me going for like another four or five years. Right. 
but there does get to be some places, and maybe with me, age plays a little bit of a role in it. Right. You're, you're not seeing it as quick. And listen, I am not perfect, and I definitely, you know. Yeah, well, listen. Well, right now, it's about two different things for me. Go ahead. What is it? Because right, we're talking about bodybuilding right now a lot. Right. But what we're but where the results still can happen for me in dramatic fashion, yeah, is my diet. Yes, I might not see the muscle build up in certain areas. It's already there, or it's like you right. know whatever. You don't see a dramatic change, right? Like that. But I could see those dramatic changes in my diet, the way I eat. Yes, the way I eat, and yes. it's eighty percent of this thing, if not eighty-five percent, is about eating. The, the exercise is fucking sure. The extra part. So, um, and lately, I, I'd have to be. I mean, to be absolutely yeah. honest, yeah. and maybe it's better I tell on myself anyway. It's it's been my diet has not been up to par and as clean as I'd like. What causes during that? this COVID nineteen? What thing. what? I mean, I know because you're you're at home, but really, what causes it? Like, what's causing? Like what causes you to slip on? Because I sometimes I slip on my diet. Even let's talk about slipping on diets. I think this is interesting. Well, right now it's like really. I think that there are some feel good things out there in the world. Okay. To do like what? Look at some hot ass. <laughs> you know, go meet up with your friends. Go here. Like there's things that give you little spurts of. Of you know, I'm a social guy. I like to be out in the world. I know, I okay. know you do. Every time I call you, it's like you're on a walk with Esteban Oreo yeah, somewhere. Yeah. So a lot of that being taken away has been a lot of time at home. And yes, I have kept out. I push myself to work out almost every day. I I, I, I exercise. Yeah. But with the food, I do find myself home a lot more often, and um, and I want a little feel good, man. And it's I a little. Still, it's a little food vacation. Yes, and it's it's what little, is, what get, what gets in your craw? Like what gets you? What's your what's your little peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's mine honest, too, bro. That's mine too. It's one of the most satisfying. <laughs> and well, let me just tell you the other thing: you're just don't get upset with me, bro. Go, come on, it's all right. Okay, all right. It's it's turned into like about two days a week now. Yeah, I go get a strawberry soda. Oh. Strawberry it's soda. It's like either, yeah, it's either the, I, I love the Sunkist strawberry soda, yeah. which is the best. Yeah. Well, and if they don't have that, I'll get the Fanta strawberry soda. Oh. But it's like two days a week. That and the peanut butter and jelly sandwich yeah. are my two go-tos. And dude, they're horrible for me. Dude, first of all, I don't, I don't even want to know people who don't like peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> like, I don't even want to fucking know you. Get the right, fuck right, out of my right, basket. Right. If you don't understand. So, because, dude, I love peanut butter and jelly. And like, like I could stack up like four sandwiches right now. Easily. And you could knock them out with a glass of milk. Easily, <laughs> easily. I have actually eaten. I've eaten three peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in one sitting before. Me too. No problem. No problem. No problem. Now, in that, in a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is sometimes one of the few cases where I'll even let some real processed artificial white bread, bread roll, right? Because yeah. it's got the perfect chew feel. Yeah. Agreed. And then, oh, dude. And then, like, uh, and then what? what's your go-to? I'm a strawberry I'm jelly. I'm a strawberry jelly. That's right. it. Stra- I mean, strawberry preserve. I'll deal with grape. I'll deal no. with raspberry. I'll deal with it. I'm a strawberry guy. Dude, I've, I've been so fucked up on, uh, I've been, 
I've been so fucked up on peanut butter and jelly that like I've been in a house where there was no jelly and I had to fucking fuck with orange marmalade. Oh, I mean, you have to, I've had to deal with syrup. I've, right, I've syrup. done syrup too. Yeah, honey. Right. Whatever right. the fuck. Yeah. Whatever you got to, you will. Let me but, go ahead. All right, so okay. So then now. Now you are you how do you make it? Are you a peanut butter and jelly on both sides before you make a meat? Or do you put the peanut Yes, no. Because there's some fools that will put the peanut butter and the jelly on the same bread. No. Let me I'll tell you two different things. Go ahead, go ahead. I, at home, yeah. make the peanut butter side. Yes. Then I make the jelly side. Yeah. Because I have to have the right ratio, and I need to be able to see it <laughs> yeah, together. Okay? Exactly. The other thing is, in the joint, in prison, yeah. I would take the in the little peanut butter cup, I drop yeah. all the strawberry or whatever flavor, and you mix it up with the peanut butter. Do you know that one? No. Mix the je- the strawberry jelly, as much strawberry jelly as you like, mix it up with the peanut butter, and it turns into this sweet, sweet peanut butter, and you put that on your bread. Oh, it's amazing, bro. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, you got to try that. But I'm going to put you up on it. I'm going to put you up on game right now. And you might okay. know this because you're such a food connoisseur. Jif reduced fat peanut butter yeah do you know about that i do dude reduced fat 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 peanut butter tastes nothing like regular peanut butter it take dude it has this chalky peanutty it's um it's the most amazing peanut butter in the world bro right, it's, it's crumbly fat. it's like a little crumbly it's got a it's got a different texture it's a little different texture not crumbly but you're you're heading towards the right thing yeah. it's a little drier yes it's not so wet it's not so oily but the taste is like super peanut it's super peanut bro. yeah because you're getting more peanut bro. instead of the oil bro i oh, it's got like this chalky peanut right it. oh my god bro but this it's, is why well listen this is why sometimes I fuck with that PB fit because if you get the water ratio to the PB fit, all the all the oils out of that. Oh, I, I use the, the the PB fit. Right. The if powder, you get the, right? if you get the powder, if you get right. the ratio right, you can get that kind of chalky like feel from it. But you gotta be you can overwater that shit. Easy. Well, yeah, I would imagine. That's why I, you I make peanut butter out of it. Absolutely. I didn't even know that, but yeah. I love that stuff because it's way less fat. Dude, it's like seventy calories I for know. two tablespoons. I shot the cover of that and sent it to my to my to to Vincent. Sometimes what I do, mm-hmm. listen, you really want to be sick. All right, wait, 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 wait. get some GIF a reduced fat, bro. Please, next time you want to do. This. <laughs> listen, I and then now and and look, I'm gonna tell you something. I I don't fucking skimp on the strawberry jelly. I don't either. I like it heavy. I like it heavy too. I want a good because it's something about that sugar cut right into the fucking now. Do now, how do you approach eating the sandwich? Do you eat the outside first and <laughs> save the middle for the prize? No, I, I, I do. You do. do you? I do. Okay. I do. Like so why don't you go ahead and just cut the fucking four corners off, the four sides off, and just eat the little white part? Because the part. I would be losing a little bit of the sandwich, and I'm <laughs> yeah. not. I'm, I eat, I love peanut butter and jelly sandwich so much that I even love the crust. I'm not gonna. Yeah. T- I'm not gonna say. So what I do is, I take bites out of the crust, and mm. I and, and I earn. I the earn middle. the middle because sometimes <laughs> that little edge on the mm. corner didn't get. A little whatever, right? It's a little dry. By the time in the middle, it's all perfectly spread out. Dude, by the time in the middle, (laughs) 
It's like fucking thick and it's like soft and it's oh, like Oh, all that. Yeah, dude. Have you seen those like frozen little pockets? <laughs> yes, I've eaten one of those. I've eaten I haven't one, eat one of those, but I've seen them and they gotta, they're like the middle of every sandwich, right? Crustables. <laughs> That's what they're called. <laughs> Crustables. Do you remember Conchetta? Yeah. Okay. At her house, so we're living in Malibu. Because they're like, all addicts need sugar. Blah, blah, blah. Right. That's just an excuse for Conchetta and I to buy a bunch of shit. Conchetta would go to Costco and just buy boxes of Crustables. Really? And you would just fucking, you, I could eat them as many as I wanted a day. Oh, God. I would even eat them frozen sometimes. Yeah. Just work on them. I would just, those things look gnarly. Oh, dude, it's you, like somebody took a cookie cutter and made a great sandwich and Wonder Bread and just popped that's out the exactly, center. That's what it is. That's what it is. That is what it is. Nah, you Crazy. can't fight. If you start walk going down that road, dude, you know, you'll danger. wind up in the Merchant Marine somewhere in Manila. That's like, dangerous. <laughs> have you ever had Dave's Power Bread? Yes. Okay. With the guy with a fucking guitar? guitar? I am in love with that bread. Okay? It's good bread. I love it. When I get a fresh loaf of that stuff and it's really, really soft, yeah. like, it like it's like a pillow, like you push it in and it doesn't even come back, the dent. You know what I'm saying? It's that moist, fresh in from the fucking delivery. Yeah. Uh, it's my favorite bread right there, bro, for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It just that it one? knocks it right out of the box. Dude, I'll take any. I'll take oh, yeah. any. I mean, as long as the bread's soft. Right. Um, You know, I've even, listen, I've been dumb enough and I learned my lesson on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've tried, I was like, you know what? What if I toasted it? But the problem with that is, is the toast is hard and it pushes the shit out the sides. It also melts the peanut butter. Oh, yeah. You, you've seen that, right? Yeah. yeah. But sometimes I like that just toast. Like peanut right. butter toast and let mm. it melt. Oh, you do? That. When I'm eating it healthy and okay. then I don't want the jelly. Okay. <laughs> I'll just right. the but I do like that. But it's not in a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. In a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I want perfect marriage between the jelly and the peanut butter. Me too. With now, you on that. So- that's what kind of now where i'm at all right so listen dude in the old days easy i would i've dude there was a time when i thought eating peanut butter was healthy like i was like yeah bro that's protein i could probably and i would just dude you know what i know you know what i used to take the same spoon and open a big jar of strawberry fucking shit and a fucking big thing of the fucking peanut butter and i would dip in both and I right. would see it because I was the only one eating it, so it didn't matter if right. it's right. Had... That stuff's score. Oh my god! I would it's eat heaven. that like a fucking man, like, like I was some you know big giant wife eating bonbons. <laughs> oh I, I was, I, you know what I was doing, and I even put a video up of this. I make a protein shake and I take a huge glob, <laughs> huge, massive enough for like a sandwich and a half. Right. Drop it in the blender. That's protein. That's protein. <laughs> <laughs> so I tell Vincent, and he says to me one day when I pick him up, he goes, I saw that video. I go, yeah. yeah. He goes, yeah, the almond milk, the protein powder. Right. The, um, the uh, whatever the fuck else I have in there. Yeah. And he's like, that's good. He goes, but you know that protein. I go, it's protein. It's peanut butter. <laughs> he goes, you know that type of protein. It takes your body so long to break through all the fat <laughs> that by the protein time the protein shows up, that window's been closed. He goes, that pro- that's not the protein you want. After a workout, he told me right. that's the wrong type of protein right. you're looking for. Ugh. So it made me start thinking. He was like, "The amount of fat that comes along with it." So that's when I went and got the PB Fit, right? Which is like remove all the fat, right? Seventy percent of the calories, right? Right, and 
you know, it's super peanut flavor. It tastes great. It, I, it tastes like I have peanut butter in my in my protein shakes. Now. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm so I'm so wacky. My cousin King Salmon, mm-hmm. right? He's skinny. Right. Okay. My family's fat. His mama's fat. Everybody's fat. The only person who's not fat is the adopted guy. He's skinny. <laughs> right, 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 right. So of course the billowy windbag fat family mm-hmm. is concerned about skinny Matt. All right. He's dying. Right. They've never seen anybody like that. Trying to force feed him. (laughs) They were. And one of the things my aunt would do is she would squeeze his nose so he couldn't breathe and open his mouth and jam huge gobs of peanut butter (laughs) in his mouth. So I thought like I was eating vegetables when I was eating peanut butter. Right. Based on that, I was like, hey, what's wrong with him? I like this is healthy. Right. I'm fit as a fiddle. Do that to me, (laughs) Annie. I'm not fat. I'm husky. This is is husky. 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 But now when I slip, because like, remember I was talking not too long ago. I was like, dude. You went off the Richter? I went off the rails. Wasn't that with the popcorn thing? It was around Christmas. This is what happened. It was around Christmas. And my mother-in-law made vegan tamales. Mm -hmm. Okay? Vegan tamales. Mm -hmm. Like the masa had... Like like vegetable fatted, not no no manteca, none of that, right? It was good. The vegan meats in the inside with an olive and the this and the that, oh, the fucking steam, the fucking yeah. blah, blah, blah. all right. And I don't know, I don't know what happens to me. There's this weird moment where I go. And so on Christmas Day, I told everybody what I wanted for Christmas was tortilla chips. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, there's gonna be one day, and I'm gonna take it out. Right. I'm gonna take this boat out. Where I can't see land. Right. I'm going way yeah, out. Yeah. I ate so many tortilla chips, bro. I'm telling you, I ate the fuck. I went to everywhere. And even those have a chips, you ever seen that? Have a chip, right? I ate a five crushing bags of that all right. day. Right. Not getting full. Right. Just enjoying myself. Then I was eating like three tamales, vegan tamales, but mm. I was eating three of them. Mm. That's a lot of masa. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Corn's not low cow. No. <laughs> So I was rolling, and then I don't know why this happens to me, but there's like a two-day window mm-hmm. where I'm like, you know what? It's not, I'm not gaining any weight. Maybe my metabolism changed. Oh, that old story. <laughs> the metabolism. Maybe I did so much exercise, right, that my body thinks that I'm like in some primal way, like a caveman running after his food all the time. It's and not going to store fat anymore. Right. It's yeah. kicked it up into high gear. Yeah. Finally. And then I start thinking, all right, well, I'm just going to eat a tamale at every meal, whether I need it or not. I'm just going to eat one of those, you know. And so I was. Sometimes I would eat my meal plus two tamales. Yeah. Okay, two. Right? And in like five seconds. Yeah. Right? But it takes most people like 30 minutes to eat a tamale and take a time. No, I'm just eating it like it's a candy bar. Yeah, of course. Snapping it off, chasing it down with sparkling water. Yeah. Before you know it, a month has gone by because we made so many tamales. A month has gone by, and I probably ate two-thirds of the tamales. And I start noticing my pants fitting weird. <laughs> That's how I know. Because I still in the mirror, I kind of like, eh, it looks mm. about the same, mm-hmm. I guess. Maybe it's about the same. Mm. But when I start putting on the pants, and it's starting to get a little tight, the old pants that were loose getting tight, that's when I fucking know. And uh, and I'll slip on that. And I can even slip on power bars, bro. I can overpower bar, dude. Easy. 
overpower. As soon as I, then this is my, this is what will always get me. When I stop counting calories, that's when I lose. That's when you're off the chart. Because my mind is like a pony mind. It don't get full and it doesn't have a good memory. Mm-hmm. Right? I forgot what I ate. Mm-hmm. You know, it just goes into this ether. And I'll be like, you know, I, I think I didn't. Maybe I, I just ate breakfast. I don't think I it's had. It's the first time I ate today. <laughs> then you're like, oh, wait a minute. I had something at one. I had a whole lunch. <laughs> and I'll even think like, you know what? It's been four hours since I ate. You know what? I better hit a couple nuts. And I'll eat the nuts. And then after I eat the nuts, I'll be like, oh, wait a minute. No, I ate twice before just these nuts. If I'm not counting, I'm toast. That's just who I am. So. That's I slip on healthy food. That's what I was telling you. I I can overeat healthy food easy, like super easy, like rice yeah, cakes right. with vegan sour cream. Like uh, you know, I can. It's a lot of fat vegans. Easy, yeah, because yeah. beer's vegan. Yeah. Fucking donuts, they got vegan. My sister in law and my wife bring home vegan donuts yeah, all the time, yeah, yeah. and they're they, like, "Why don't you have some?" And I'm like, "Cause I don't want to be fucking fat." Yeah. They've then, got great ones right around the corner from my house. My mom gets a little insulted a little bit because mm-hmm. they're like, why don't you eat one of those? I'm like, because I don't want to be fat. Then my mother-in-law like looks at me like, am I saying everyone who's eating these things are fat? And I'm like, I ain't. But they're healthy. <laughs> they're not. They're healthy. That's the first thing they want to say is they're I'm healthy. Like, I ain't saying that. I'm just saying I, I know me. If I start on a vegan maple bar, this shit's going to be over. I will say this, that when I am... When I'm eating better, it's when I'm avoiding unneeded carbs for me. Right. So when I'm avoiding unneeded carbs, the carbs that I eat are a good carb in the morning. And I use it for fuel. Like bowl of oatmeal. Not a fucking three packs of oatmeal. A pack of oatmeal. An oatmeal, you know? Right. Or I have two pieces of like a 10 grain bread with a little bit of strawberry jam on it (laughs) for the day. Okay? Right. Then I really don't have any more real of those types of carbs through the day. Right. And when I'm hungry and when I want to eat, I've got to eat some vegetables. I got to eat something raw, something green to fill me up. Or it's, it's usually something better for me, right? Right. But as soon as I go off the carb thing and I start, ha, huh, I have a rack of saltine crackers. I only meant to have two oh. dipped in hummus, right? Oh, uh, dipped and all of a sudden I find the right <laughs> to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at nine o'clock at night. I didn't need that. Saltine crackers, you want to know what's fucked up? Those are some high-calorie motherfuckers. Yeah, a rack of them ain't good for you. You can't get full off of two. No. You got to eat a rack. And then look at those saltines. And listen, I love me a saltine. But I'm also like, how could this little fucking cracker have that many calories? And it says 70 calories for 10. But 10 ain't shit. 10 ain't shit. You got to have fucking 30, 40 of those things. Easily. Dipped in hummus. Hummus, bro. That's my whole problem. Saltines and hummus is my biggest problem. Dude, it's so easy to do. So So easy to do. Dude, there was a time I thought hummus was healthy. Healthy. Yeah, protein. More protein. Ah, I was like chickpeas. Fucking garbanzo beans. What do you want? This is Pure protein. Mediterranean diet. That's what they're saying. I'm going to live to 190. I'm going to straight putting tires on your waistline and go home. (laughs) That and peanut butter, bro. Yeah, and dude, I would even I was so fucked up for a while that I was like, well, wait a minute. These greens are rolled in fresh olive oil. Then I like looked and it's like one tablespoon of olive oil is like 110 calories. And I was probably eating like half a cup thinking I'm gonna live forever. Thinking I like, oh, I'm healthy. 
wondering why I wasn't losing weight. Yes, the only thing, you're 100% right. The only thing is green vegetables without too much shit on it. You could put salsa on it. Sure. You want to put lemon juice and salt? You put a little salt and cracked pepper on it. Eh, lemon juice. Okay, yeah. fine. Right? Because, like, I, I, you, I, so, so what I do now, what I do now is I got chopped up steamed kale, right? That's like 28 calories a cut. Now, I could eat a shit. You, you're allowed to eat a shit ton, but it's kale. But it's kale, right? There ain't no easy way. There's no easy way. Raw spinach, steamed kale. Dude, if I could pour ranch on everything, I'd be cool. Blue cheese? If I could put blue cheese on everything, I would never, I would eat vegetables all day. Yeah, easy. Good, but but you're, by by putting the blue cheese on it, turn it into a cheese. Might as well have, have a cheeseburger. If I could dip my carrot sticks in guacamole all day long, no problem. <laughs> my wife and her family thinks avocado is the <laughs> second coming of Jesus. Yeah. Boy. And listen, I love avocado and it's healthy for you, but there's a lot of calories because there's Absolutely. a lot of fat. Absolutely. I'm with you. Dude, if I could put anything in guacamole, I would be fine. But and you can't. Those guacamole, those avocado advocates. Oh, this is the good fat. You know when they started selling the good fat about 15 years ago on TV? Yeah. <laughs> Everything became like the good fat. This ain't saturated fat. This is that good fat. This is good for your skin. This is good for your heart. This is good for your... Shit's loaded with calories. with so much fat. Right. Like, like the good fat and bad fat will still wind up as fat around your midsection. And I, that fat's not good no matter which way you slice I it. I got people that tell me that they eat avocado every single day because it was the good fat. <laughs> well, that's the same thing with nuts. Yeah. Like yeah, you eat, they, oh, come on, bro. Dude, I used to go to Costco and buy the big mix nuts. I like them all. Mm. Filbert, Brazil, fucking macadamia, you name it. If it's fucking a nut with some salt on it, I fucking love it, right? And I was eating handfuls, bro. Oof. Thinking like, you know what's mostly fiber? It's good have good fat, dude. Then when I eventually was like, I'm not losing any fat. I think I'm gaining weight. I'm yeah, not even yeah, right. Yeah. I'm not even eating French fries. Somehow I'm gaining weight. How's that? I thought nuts and berries what the caveman eat. <laughs> right? All that shit. Right? I thought it was paleo. What's right. going on here? Right. Then I looked at the calorie content and I'm like, dude, you only need like three nuts a day. Yeah, that's all you need. A handful of nuts a week. Easily. Easy. That's it. And if you think about the caveman, he, the caveman never came up on a on giant a jar right, of mixed bro. nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like he found one good nut like once a week. Right, exactly. Right, when he was foraging. And he wasn't putting them all together. He found one and eat that motherfucker. He'd be happy, right? <laughs> he wouldn't have like an 18-ounce container of cashews already shelled. That's the crazy thing about what people can't wrap their heads around. Right. Right. You know, it wasn't like I had a choice to have three fillets of fish. Right. I was happy to catch a sardine. Dude, I was reading what was it? Exactly. Happy to dude, that's how soup came about. Soup came about. You wanna know how soup comes about? Stretch it out. Yeah. Yeah. Motherfucker had just a tiny fish and was like, fuck, that ain't gonna cut it. Uh-huh. And then this then the woman or whoever it was was like, you know what? Let's just boil that thing down in some water and just stretch that motherfucker. Right. Right? Yep. Throw I- some of this potato. Throw this potato. <laughs> Maybe that'll taste like fish in it after you cook it down for a little. <laughs> no, 
that's true. Yeah. That's why Indians, dude, a lot of Indians, when you read about the people that got captured, a lot of Indian, the main thing everybody was eating was stew. It was a, a fucking pot, big thing of pottery inside the thing with a constant fire under it, like a crock pot, basically. Mm. And they just kept throwing water and shit in there. Yeah. Right? Whatever they found. Whatever Thinking it, it up. Thinking See, it up. Whatever it was. Day in, day out. You get a little low. Oh, it looks like the Mahakataka came yeah, back yeah, with yeah, some yeah, fucking, yeah. he's got a rabbit. Right. Just fucking throw some of that in there. And they didn't even have meal times. You could just eat whenever you were hungry. That was the thing. It wasn't like we, it was interesting. The captives, one of their favorite things they said about living with the Indians when they went back was that there was no like sitting down three meals a day. It was like, are you hungry? Just go into the stew pot and grab whatever piece of meat you want. And just eat until you're full and then just go and do your thing. And it's going to be here all day, all night. Right, 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 right. That's how it was. Yeah, it was just like eat when you're hungry and just go and intuitive dieting there's a new thing right now called intuitive <laughs> it's called and that's in- eat when you're hungry eat, eat whatever you want when you're hungry intuitive <laughs> diet. <laughs> no that ain't new bro that's what we've been doing in america for the last 50 years <laughs> that's yeah. fucking hilarious yeah it's it's something that people are like i'm i they they first they started out with the fucking blue zone then they went to the Mediterranean. Then they went to Paleo. Then they went to Keto. Then they were on Atkins. Yeah. And now they've arrived at intuitive dieting. What's that? It's kind of it's like basically the secret, but with dieting. Oh boy. You just intuitively whatever you feel like eating is probably the real thing you need to eat. Listen to your soul. <laughs> I need a whole bucket of chicken with 15 biscuits. Exactly. Bro, when we were at um, Charlie Chacon's working on reviewing some footage one day. Yeah. I walked down and Gabby Chacon, shout out to Gabby Chacon. Big shout out to Gabby. Um, he was downstairs with a buddy, a couple buddies that worked at the shop. And this one friend of his had come by and he came by with Church's Chicken. Church's <laughs> Fried Chicken. Listen, I'm a vegan, but I love fried chicken. I do too. Fried chicken is is one of the is probably i used to say when i was young man that was my favorite thing to eat was fried chicken and i love fried chicken right southern fried chicken and they had church's fried chicken with biscuits right right and it was right before i went plant-based so i wanted a piece of chicken but i was like ah you know that's not gonna be so good for me and i see the biscuits he's like here i'm chicken i'm like i'm good i'm good i'm good he goes uh, I have a biscuit at least. Oh, bro, he pushed over this biscuit thing, oh. and I picked up on these biscuits. Now, shout out to Church's Chicken. <laughs> what the fuck are you guys doing to those biscuits? Cause that biscuit had this like light, shiny, golden yellow glaze tint to the top. Right. And when I bit into that thing, it was like a honey butter glaze or something <laughs> on the top of it. Real light, not overpowering. Right. It was just enough to like sweeten up the bite, but then as you get into the bite, it's that real buttermilk butter flavor. Right, that flowery. That flowery. Fluffy. It was honestly, I almost nutted in my pants. It was the most, one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had was eating this fucking biscuit from Church's Fried Chicken. Then, you know, I've been dealing with cartoon on some artwork lately. Oh, come on. So I got to drive up. This one street in the valley. And every time I drive up it, 
there's a churches right there. And I tell myself, I just want to go in there and I want to order six biscuits. I just want to sit at the table and eat six biscuits by themselves. And then when I drive back, sometimes it's late at night, and I'll go, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I drive by, and it's closed. Oh, that's God. God that's God's looking, God God's God looking out do. for you. But, man, I'm every time I drive by a church's, my default thought is I want to go in there, and I want to get like four or five of these biscuits and just eat them. Just sit there. Eat them. Dude, listen. Let me tell you something. I was fucking, I can't even remember when I was making fun of biscuits and gravy. I tell you right now, I love biscuits. I oh, love biscuits God. and gravy. Oh. I can't even believe that's a breakfast. I can't mm. even believe that's a breakfast. Dude, even, listen, I'm so fucked up <laughs> that even at those shithole places where they give you the free breakfast when you stay at like the fucking Days in, mm -hmm. and the fucking gravy is just white glue, oh, and yeah. the fucking biscuits are hardtack, I still eat those biscuits and gravy. I love whether it's homemade, whether it's fat, uh, right. uh, uh, Bob's Big Boy. Dude, yeah. you know what? There's nothing I love more than a breakfast buffet. Yeah, because they got that pan full of biscuits. Not only that, but I fucking tear up fucking bacon. If I know there's yeah, unlimited yeah, bacon, yeah, sausage, you name it, oh, bro. Boy. I love a Hash browns. Crispy <laughs> hash browns. Hey, when you would have like biscuits, chicken and biscuits, would you ever break a biscuit open? And then take like the thigh skin and put it right in the middle. Make a little sandwich out of the biscuit and the chicken skin. You know what? I don't think I ever did that. Oh, man. That's bro. the best thing I've ever oh, heard. Oh, it was so good, bro. Yeah, 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 bro. You know what? Come to think of it, I'm just going to, I just got to add one more thing. You know, you stay at like the Days Inn or Motel 6 or some of these. Yeah. I don't know. There's a couple other names, but there was this one chain, Harrison's or. Uh, Howard Johnson. Howard Johnson's. Howard Johnson. Okay. Shit. Yeah. So I would sometimes stay at these Howard Johnson's because I'd be like seeing like uh, uh, like uh, lids in Indianapolis or you know some of these chain retail national stores. Their offices are in like Wapedia, Idaho, or you know like just like yeah. these, right? Yeah. I pull into town and there were no nice hotels. The only nice hotel was a Hamptons or a. Best Western, yeah, one of those. Oh, Howard Johnson. Howard Johnson, okay? Yeah. And man, without fail, especially in the Midwest, bro, you go in these Howard Johnson, and they got the same thing in the lobby of the breakfast. It's a free continental breakfast. And you go in there in the morning time, and they've got a waffle maker. And in that waffle oh, maker, yeah. they got the little Dixie cups that are filled up. With Already the, measured out. <laughs> measured out with the pancake waffle. And you just pull the little saran wrap off the top, and you flip that thing, you spray it. You yep. Bro, let me tell you something. Go man. ahead. Go ahead. I'd make about three or four. I'd sit there for like 20 minutes, and I'd make like three of those Belgian waffles. Right. Stack them on top of each right. other. I'd go to the microwave. I'd get the syrup, and I'd get about four or five packs of that maple, maple uh, oatmeal. Maple brown sugar oatmeal, oh, quick oats. Yeah, mix those up with some syrup. I come back, I pour it over the top of those uh, a three high waffle mountain. People be looking at me like I'm completely crazy, bro. <laughs> Looks like the, I'm eating the Matterhorn, you know. 
God, I love those waffles, bro. I love those cheesy little waffles, man. man. You ate so much. It sounds so crazy. You ate so much. I wouldn't be surprised if Howard Johnson was like, you know what? We're going to give you a discount on the room if you don't come and eat. Here's the thing. Go ahead. I would not see the checkout would be by like 11 a.m. They'd want you to check out, right? Mm-hmm. I would go down there and do this at like 8 in the morning because by the time I was done eating, I needed a nap. I go right back upstairs and rest up for another hour before I checked out of the hotel. You know what? I have that same thing too. Like if I've worked really hard and I've been through a lot of stress, there'll be a thing where I'll save, like now, this sounds fucked up. It doesn't sound fucked up. It's just, it's sad. Hmm. In the old days, it would have been, I'm going to get a full, large pepperoni pizza. Hmm. I'm going to curl up and I'm going to fucking eat that whole thing until I can't move. There's a lot of people that do stuff like and that. And I want to curl up in my little couch cave. Mm. And I'm just going to fucking nod off into fucking digestion la-la land. Coma. Coma. Like, I'm not going to And you know what? I still do that from time to time, but now it's power bars. Right. I'll be like, okay, I got I got enough calories for four power bars. Right. Oh, you're saving up calories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just so you can pig out. Oh, my friend. I'm like, I'm like sacks. I'm like fucking Morgan Stanley on on calories. I know exactly how many calories I have. I'll fucking take a walk around this fucking building right now just to add one more power bar if right, I need to. Right, right. And then I'll come in and I'll just be like, all right, I got four, four power bars, two chocolate. Chunk and two chocolate chip cookie dough bags, and I was just fucking coming here, and I've got my little fucking Perrier. Yeah, right. And I'm just coming out, turn the lights off, <laughs> and I'll just sit back and I'm fucking do a whole bunch of work, carve out like 45 minutes, and I'll and I'll just eat those things back to back easily, just straight nonstop, just. You'll unwrap all four of them at once. Oh, uh, no, I'll eat them. <laughs> and I'll get that feeling you get when you have like so much it, that you, it, they, there's a, like when you swallow it, like you get that feeling of like, uh, like, like it's so good. And I eat all that. And then, and it's probably all mental because mm-hmm. it's not like a whole bunch of sugar hit my son. But then I'll be like, oh, and I'll start getting tired. And then I'll just lay down right over here. Right there mm-hmm. for about 45 minutes, mm-hmm. dead to the world. Yeah. Why can't I just lay there 45 minutes without the eating? Like, I think about it. I go, why can't I just, it's nothing wrong with that. Why can't you just lay down? Why do you got to go through the food and then lay down? Because that food is like, a, 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 it's like a sedative. Yeah. It makes you feel like I'm a hibernate now. I ate, my belly's full. Yeah. How am I getting nice and comfortable? Yeah. Filled up. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's pretty much my life, bro, is <laughs> trying to eat like a fat person without getting fat. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why, you know, they, a lot of people I run into, they think I'm like, you know, some kind of Nazi or they think I'm, you know, unreasonable or they think I don't know what I'm talking Like, I've never been there. Dude, right. I've been there. I'm still there. I just yeah. changed what I eat. Right, right. I had a right. necessity. That monster's still right inside you. Easily, yeah, hundred percent. That monster, that monster's doing push-ups inside of me. If I ate a fucking biscuit right now, 
It wouldn't be a biscuit. It'd be five biscuits. Dude, I'm so crazy. I even like, I mean, dude, the more processed, the better sometimes. That's how I feel about that strawberry soda. Right. I like that. I want that artificial with fucking 25 grams of sugar. Yeah. I like that. Fake strawberry. I do too, man. I fucking, dude, I I even do pepperoni sticks. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. I used to go to I used to go to fucking Costco and and business. The Costco business is selling it to like store managers and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, Alberto fucking pepperoni sticks. Oh my goodness. The whole jar I would eat. You the pro- whole jar. Easily. You were you the kind that you can just squish them and all the fat comes out of one end? Easily. Absolutely. Dude, yeah. that was one of my methods of eating. Yeah. One of the things I would like to do with a pepperoni stick, yeah. like on a road trip, uh-huh. like if I'm driving, uh-huh. right? Cause there ain't shit to do. Right. I would bite the end off and I would eat it and try to eat all the meat without fucking up the casing. Right, right, right. Sure, I've done that too. <laughs> so you'd have all the casing, you can almost see through it. Yeah. Right. It's like I a light that. brown yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, casing. It's like too. very satisfying. Then just yeah. eat the casing. Yeah, then, yeah. Right. Or the other way, peel the casing oh, off. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Just wrap yeah. it up. Dude, I used to fucking, I probably have so many nitrates floating through my system from all the crazy yeah. shit that I would eat like that. Beef jerky. I love beef jerky. You know what, man? I, I like. Sometimes I think about like, you know, I used to buy into that whole thing where you could, if you eat too much sugar, you can turn yourself into a diabetic. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know how much of that's true from some of the stuff I've heard lately. Mm. But I can, I, and I'm being honest with you, bro. There was a couple times in my life where I I want to say that there was maybe four or five times in my life where I would go for two, 14 days to 20 days yeah. straight, yeah. and all, I'd only eat one thing. What? Pints of coffee, ice cream, Haagen-Dazs. <sighs> Bro, let me tell you something. I'm talking about two weeks of no food. Just, Just Haagen-Dazs. Wa- water or something to drink. That yeah. Yeah. And just Hagen Doss. I'd eat a Hagen Doss in the morning. Yeah. Pint. Yeah. I'd get one at lunch. Pint. Yeah. And then I'd get two for dinner. Two. two. Hagen Doss coffee. It was all I wanted to eat. I didn't want food. And this is when I was strung out. Right. It's and part the only of thing was is- ice cold. It went, it melted. I didn't have to chew on it. I got my calories. I got my and 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 bro, I was strung out, and that's all I wanted. And I would go for weeks not eating any food, just eating coffee hogging dogs ice cream and i wonder how, how much that fucked me up i don't know but it's part of it's part of the, sh- the getting strung out thing is part of it for you 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 can there is a place where you can get where you can eat whatever the fuck you want well no absolutely yeah there's a uh, i mean there's people that would go and i was talking about primarily strung out on heroin got it you really don't want food you just want something sweet Got it. But I remember in my tweaking days, yeah, when I'd be tweaking, and I'm like, I need something really high in calories because I'm getting too skinny. Yeah, I, and it was just so easy, and I eat it all the time. But I knew I could eat them all the time, and I wouldn't gain any weight because I was tweaking out. Right? right. So that was like a thing. You know what's weird is like because you're because okay, so the the heroin thing, like sometimes, like ninety percent of the heroin people that I've ever seen, they're always like skinny, right? <laughs> Okay. But then there's like 
like Artie Lang and like John Belushi, right? And, and Chris fucking whatever. Well, well, Tommy Boy, right? Though, then there's like a fat heroin dude. Absolutely. How the fuck? Well, so what's going on with that? Because it's uh, uh, you know, I don't know, but I was <laughs> I was heavy and did heroin. Yeah, and I have it. Yeah, but I was already heavy. Right. You know, and so I don't know, but after per. Long, long, t- a long time times on it. Yeah. Eventually, I started to lose weight. But in reality, bro, my weight loss came from using methamphetamine. Right. I would think and that I would could be eat whatever I wanted. Mm. Uh, most of the time, I didn't want to eat. Right. And then when I did, I eat any of the fucking thing I want, and I wouldn't put on a pond. So that's the one thing know. about King Salmon that used to piss me off is that he naturally is a guy that doesn't want to eat. He's like naturally. Uh, like yeah, that. I don't understand those guys. Yeah. It always blows my mind. You got to force them to eat, right? And and, and they, they were, they're constantly working for hours, and they're like, "I forgot to eat." If uh, I don't, I forget to eat. When was the last time you ever forgot to eat? I've never forgot. Either to eat. have I. I was asleep. <laughs> That's the only time. <laughs> That's the only time I was asleep. I have never forgotten to eat. Never in my life. Now look, even when I was doing long distance running. I would still eat that fucking gel and all. I'm still eating. I there have never. In fact, I was going to bed last night thinking about this. I remember when I first read Arnold Schwarzenegger's encyclopedia on bodybuilding. That fucking Austrian bastard. First thing he says is there's three body types: ectomorph, mesomorph, and endomorph. Ectomorph, they have a hard time putting on weight. Mm-hmm. They're skinny, and I'm like that fucking King Salmon. That's him. Yeah. Mesomorph, they're in the middle. They can put on muscle, but they can also put on a little bit of fat. But they're generally in the middle. And then there's the endomorph. He puts on fat real easy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck! Mm-hmm. I'm an endomorph. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. I've been fighting that my entire life. Yeah. It's, there's no justice. <laughs> there isn't. It's not fair. Fair? I, dude. You are fair, I boy. <laughs> Dude, I would look at King Salmon and he would be like, he would be like, they would have to force him to eat breakfast. Right. They would, dude, he would eat candy bars. J- dude, his mom, Jan, she had a whole cabinet full of goldfish and fucking pretzel filled peanut butters and fucking Rolos and fucking. I mean, every counties on the fucking, you know, salsa scooping chips and all that fucking shit everywhere. King Salmon's so fucking skinny that he loved butter and he he would just eat sticks of butter. That's sick bastard. (laughs) And he wouldn't gain a fucking pound. I'd watch it right in front of my eye. I would get done what a normal kid my size is supposed to eat, like a Happy Meal. Like some scientist in a fucking Michigan or wherever figured out like a kid only needs a little cheeseburger and a small fry and a medium Coke. I would eat that at my age and get depressed and be like, that ain't, I'm so fucking hungry. I would eat, I used to eat with my ex-wife, Jessica. Bro, and I, I, and when I was with Jess, I was big, dude. And I ate whatever the fuck I wanted when I wanted, Uh, right? Yeah. Carne inside of tacos, get a burrito. Oh, let's go get a pint of ice cream. They got all the time, dude. I'd eat. Yeah. And Jessica would eat right with me, bro. Yeah. Like she was putting it back like a man. Yeah. Like a truck driver with me. Yeah. This woman. 
wouldn't put a fucking ounce of weight I on, man. I saw her. She's tall and Skilling, thin. dude. She had the kids, popped them out, six-pack, no fucking stretch, nothing. The woman just, this is a woman. I was like, you're going to get fat with me. She laughed. <laughs> you silly man. <laughs> you don't understand. But I, get I come from Norwegian <laughs> stock. We don't put on weight. <laughs> man, it, it's beyond me. But, you know, we. we dude, I was with. We got to work. Dude, I was with a girl uh, that encouraged every bad thing in me. <laughs> and for a while, I was into it because I, like, I didn't have to diet. And, and she was happy to have me fat. Oh, hot yeah. wings. Deep fried hot wings. Bro. Oh. Then sex right after that. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, eating, getting, eating terrible, greasy food and then sex after that. So good. Man, dude, you're a better man than me because if I eat too much, I just cannot have sex after I eat too much. I mean, you know, I wasn't, oh. it wasn't Olympic sex. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I w- it wasn't like oh, that. Oh, yeah, like a nice, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, then a nice little easy, she's full, I'm yeah, full. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought, know. yeah, okay. Right, I'm not, you know, this ain't, you know, they, they ain't sex. Not where you're unbuttoning one of your butt. You, you, no, I'm not punching a hole in my dick and putting a marble in there and flipping her all around. <laughs> I ain't flipping nobody around, right? We're yeah, just yeah, both, yeah. both on our side. You go over there. <laughs> Listen, you just lowered there, and I lowered there. No, but my point is, is listen. But then, dude, the thing is, is I can't live with myself that way. Now that my dad was mean, my dad called me fat every day, and he was fat. That I do think, because I talked to my wife today, every day still. My wife, I stand in front of the mirror, and I look, and I go, "Is my stomach muscles kind of look? It's looking pretty good right now, right?" And she doesn't even care. She's like, "Yeah, it looks great." I go, "Don't fucking." patronize me i want you to look (laughs) i'm like look just a little bit right there just a little bit right there and she's like listen i've been listening to you for three years cry about your body i know it's in me it ain't ever gonna leave me Mm -hmm. and it probably shouldn't for a guy like me for for my body type Mm -hmm. i don't think i eat extremely healthy i'm not starving myself i work out and I'm working on developing uh, my body. You know, I pull in full days work and all this other shit that we do. So it's not like I'm not throwing up. I'm not doing all that other kind of stuff. I'm doing it. And it's partially because I've been trained since an early age to hate my fat. You're throwing up too? No, I'm saying I don't do that. Oh, okay. Dude, I tried to be bulimic. I tried. I was like, you know what? Really? I did. Because I was like, fuck it. I'm going to eat what I want. and li- Dude, I've tried everything under the sun to lose Every weight. shortcut. Every shortcut I've tried. I can't throw up. It's too traumatic for me. I'm right, not going right. to do yeah, it. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, right. Really, yeah. Then I tried, I, dude, I tried alcohol and cigarettes. I was like, you know what? Maybe if I just drink all the time and smoke. That's what I see in the movies. Right. I'll turn into one of those skinny, like, punk rock dudes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why can't I be one of those guys? Mm-hmm. No, just can get a little drunk and then I want to eat. I've tried every shortcut, Steve. I've tried it all, man. I, I, there's nothing. I tried diet pills. I tried shakes. I tried. I tried uh, Weight Watchers. I tried mm. Dealer Meal. Mm. I tried them all. None of them. There was no shortcut. Ain't nothing working like that, except hard work and discipline. The closest I got was fucking doing shakes. That will work so long as I only... But there was no time that I could get off the shake 
and then eat again. Well, as soon as I stop the shake, I go back to eating the way I was. All right. Anyway. Listen, brother. I think it's about that time. Yeah. All right. We did it all. We started out with coronavirus and ended up talking about fattening food. That's how it goes. Yeah. It was peanut butter. It was business. It was economy talk. It was all <laughs> sorts of stuff. That's how it goes on this fucking show. From the bunker. Yep. The virus bunker. The virus bunker. Thank you, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds. Yeah. We're going to say adios, hasta la vista, and ciao.